This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash BlancaOG. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, guys, to week 62 of Tailgate Talks. This is the Tailgate, where we discuss uh, what's going on in the rest of the sporting world. Uh, obviously, uh, we are three Red Raiders, but we do just enjoy talking about general sports here as well. Today, we got plenty to discuss. We got a NFL Week 14 recap. Definitely going to take a look at Week 15 ahead. Uh, obviously, we got a little bit of uh, NBA news to talk about with Steph Curry, if you hadn't heard already. And then we got shot bets and... Uh, That'll be most of the show here. But before we do go into that, make sure you do follow us on on uh, Spotify and iTunes. Uh, if you do, swing by and uh, follow us on iTunes for the podcast itself. Make sure you drop a five-star rating. Leave us a good review below. We always appreciate that. Uh, as far as social media accounts on Twitter, you can find us at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram and Facebook as well as YouTube. And uh, the YouTube channel has been doing great. And if you get the opportunity, swing by there, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification, be notified each time we go live. As far as our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimber22, Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett, and me at Blanca, where the L's are one. And lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts, questions, or anything you want to hear us discuss on the show, uh, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick this over to Dustin here. Again, plenty of football news to talk about this week. And this is a Tailgate Talks NFL segment. Are you ready for the football? All right, bro. Take it away. All right. 14 weeks of NFL football. We only have four regular season weeks left. I know. Start counting your days. But now, hey, good news. We start to get Saturday NFL football. So more days of NFL football. They're spreading the football out for us now. So that's awesome. But to recap... Week 14, our always favorite recap segment, the time it takes Tom Brady to come back on your NFL team. Week 14 recap. We almost got a new time this week as the Bucks were taken to overtime, but the Bucks pulled it out in overtime. So one of the rules on that, we do need a under two-minute comeback for Tom Brady. So we did not hit that as they won uh, in overtime with a touchdown. What was that have been, a 20-second like, like recap segment? No, we were, hey, I mean. <laughs> there was one point, yeah, there was 22 seconds was, left on the clock. They got the ball back with 22 seconds Yeah, yeah, yeah. after That's the kickoff. I was like, and, I was like, oh, They no. decided to kneel it, and I was like, thank God. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be it the quickest recap set. I really like the Cowboys. They're doing good. I can't believe what they're doing. All right, bye. So, we are still at <laughs> 1 minute and 24 seconds to recap whatever we want from the previous week with no interruptions, no discussion. The floor is yours. We will start with Brooks Barrett and whatever he wants to talk about. I already give him a timer and a countdown. Yeah, let's go. All right, Brooks, you ready? I am ready. All right, going in three, two, one, go. All right, so week 14 was filled with a lot of blowouts and not a whole lot of intriguing games. There was a couple in there, but I want to take this time to talk about fantasy football 
as the regular season <laughs> comes to a close nice. in week 14. And now we get ready for the playoffs. And I'm going to shout out my personal team because <laughs> me and Dustin have a similar MVP yeah. for this season. Oh, you bet. Most of the people, if you had them on your team, Cooper Cup is your MVP on the season. The number one wide receiver in fantasy football. The number one wide receiver in our hearts. Led the league in receptions with 113 yards with four, uh, 1,489 and 12 total touchdowns. The dude's been killing it all season. And he probably got him in a middle round or pretty cheap on auctions. So he's just been a stud all season. Love you, Cooper Cup. Uh, Dustin loves you as well. And yes. then my honorable mention, but he's kind of the MVP of the waiver wire this season. That's Corderell Patterson. Oh. He's running back eight on this season. And I was able to pick him up. Uh, week one, he's had 547 rushing yards, 519 receiving yards, 10 total touchdowns. He's been a stud for me. So I want to shout them out. And then the honorable, honorable mention, Mark Andrews, who's number one tight end on the oh. season, uh, right. 926 yards. Right, coming up on time. A, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's coming in. And six Finish touchdowns. Brooks Barrett, one seed. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. I, was, I got sucked into the seconds. conversation i got sucked into the conversation i'm listening i'm like gotta, all right keep, keep, all keep right hand on the timer all right yeah give him a 10 second clock You're crushing it all right there i was listening like, to that right. so i thought i was like shit i'm over and he didn't give me a risk and then you were like no that's your warning and i'm like no, well, no, that's no. Time, I, I look up at the timer and it's 120 i'm like oh shit, i fucked up all right well go ahead and reset that timer early. yeah i called a cooper cup I called him Cooper a couple touchdowns many weeks this year. <laughs> he was that good for you. Yeah, he definitely carried awesome. the team every week. He wanted him to. So, and also having Devontae Adams has been good too. Oh. <laughs> All right, Arde, give yourself a countdown and uh, let's get into it. Oh. All right, let's see. All right, so, in all honesty, I don't have too much to talk about. I mean, I, 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 I know I kind of want to like rag on these cow on this Cowboys team second half there against the Redskins, uh, three total points. But you can't really argue with success either. Win is a win, and nine and four, and they're the fourth best record right now. So, uh, you, you can't really hate on them too much. So they they got the Giants coming up, which we're not going to even discuss, and not even really worth it. This should be a blowout game, um, but. Um, I, I think I need to kind of discuss my woes a little bit here. And that is going to be just, um, my, my, my Texans just kind of co consistently giving me a little bit of hope every game and then just shooting it down at the, at the very, uh, very, uh, halftime really every single time I, I thought we were going to compete with this, with the Seahawks team. And, you know, we were doing good. We were within three points at the half. I was like, okay, there's a shot here immediately second uh third quarter goes off and we do nothing they they only kick a field goal and then obviously fourth quarter they blow it out by 14 points and uh, russell wilson back in the talk of people thinking he's back which he's not seahawks are a wash this year not much uh not much better than texans but uh that's gonna kind of wrap up my little bit there all right y'all left everything open for me i could talk for so long right now but I only get a minute and 24 seconds because that's the rules. That's the rule. All right. Tom. You ready? I'm ready when you are. Yep, yep. Go ahead and give me a 10-second warning in case yeah, I'm yeah. looking at other things and don't have the Twitch pulled up. Got it. All right. Going in three, two, one, go. So Brooks kind of started. It was blowout week in week 14. 
We had lots of blowouts, lots of games got handled by teams that should have handled their business. Tennessee handled the Jags. The Chiefs showed up, handled the Raiders. The New Orleans Saints, the Dallas Cowboys, if you watch that game, pretty much blew out the Washington football team. I mean, same thing. Seattle showed up, even though they don't matter anymore. Denver, I mean, the Chargers. You had a lot of teams that actually showed up this week and didn't let the weird 2021 NFL season kind of bite them. And you also have the standings in the, in the NFC are getting really close. You got five teams within the, that one seed. And you have the Rams that are figuring things out with Odell and Sean McVay and Matt Stafford looking really good. Cowboys are getting healthy. Cardinals are still just good. The Bucks are turning it on. The Packers are – they're still winning games even though they're pretty hurt. And so – the fight for that one seed in the NFC is going to be fun to watch these last four weeks. And he does Boom. it with 20 I seconds left on the clock. I left 22 <laughs> seconds. just like they tried to leave Tom Brady. True. That's true. Man, nailed it. Time it takes Josh Allen to come back and tie Tom Brady. You know, we could have called it that. We could have called it. And not beat Tom Brady. No, no, no. We said tie. We definitely said tie. Don't yeah. worry. I have another another NFL thing I'm saving for uh, final shots. So we'll come back to that part. Definitely. Oh. I told you I had a lot to talk about. We got to save some of them for later. But for yeah, now. I got all mine saved for final shots. But it doesn't <laughs> awesome. have to do with NFL. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. Well, more NFL talk. Week 15. We got a few decent games this week. We got a couple shot bets this week. Starting out with Thursday night. Chiefs versus Chargers, AFC West, big-time matchup. The Chargers won the first game uh, earlier this year. Tired Matthew on an interview talked about how that's still in their their heads. Um, the Chiefs are a three-point favorite. I'm sure that's – is that because they're at home or are they at – No, LA they're away. But L.A. is technically because. home for every other – every team that <laughs> plays there. So And they're only the Chargers, not the Rams. So <laughs> – Brooks has a point there. So, Brooks, do you have faith in the Chiefs? They've figured this out and can win this game. I think they've figured it out, and I have more confidence in them. And what was exciting about last week was their offense was humming last week, too. Fire. And so that's kind of been the one thing we've been watching is like, okay, their defense has been, you know, holding defenses to nine points, 10 points or whatever, but their offense was only able to put up 17, 19, something like that. So the game's still close. They were finally able to kind of break free, it seems like. Can they do it against a good contending playoff team this week? Remains to be seen. Um, this one is – this one, I'm excited for it. These teams always play each other really close. Like, I think, you know, if you look yeah. at the last several years, these teams always come down to what seems like a touchdown or whatnot. Earlier in the season, the Chiefs had four turnovers in that game. Right. which is why they lost it. Uh, they still had a chance at the end. So, you know, if they can clean it up, I think they have a shot here. But, you know, the Chargers have had a couple good solid weeks and are looking like, hey, if they win this game, they have 90% chance, I think is what I saw, to win the division. Yeah. So this is a huge game for them. Uh, and, and it's at home, even though it's like 50% their home and 50% the road team's home. I, I think this yeah. is – I think they're going to put all they have into this one. As for the Chiefs, they're dealing with a little bit of COVID problems. Chris Ooh, Jones yeah. will not be playing, and that makes a huge difference yeah. for them. If he's not up you know, up there causing problems, it's a completely different defense. Yeah. Really? What do you feel like this game is going to go? 
Um, I, I think that the, the Chiefs are kind of – I think they've found their rhythm. I think that they, they, they've found what they needed to find. And it was it was just kind of um, – I mean, we talked about it a little bit in, in, in basketball where they just kind of had a bit of the case of the yips. Uh, they, they were missing their shots. Uh, uh, they were, you know, they were, they were, he, Patrick Mahomes was missing his throws and ones that he doesn't normally miss the receivers having a ton of missed catches or, or, or hitting the hands and bounced off. Like, uh, I think that they've found their rhythm. I think that they've kind of broken this little spell that was over them for the first half of the season. And I think we're back to looking at the chiefs that are the chiefs. Um, I think the, the defensively that's, that is going to hurt them, uh, quite a bit. Um, with, with, uh, but, uh, I think offensively, I think that they're going to just outgun the, outgun the chiefs on this one. Yeah. I agree that their offenses kind of figured it out, but what I liked about last week's game was they figured it out without having Tyree kill or Travis Kelsey go off. Yeah. Yeah. They figured it out with everybody else. And that's, what's dangerous to me is like, wait a minute. Now they're going to start using Josh Gordon and Byron Pringle and, both running backs and the two all-stars haven't even really gotten the ball like uh-oh yeah <laughs> that should be scary for other teams if pat and the and andy reed have the offense going without the two all-stars getting the ball and going off like defense yeah frank clark's a big hit but i think maybe with everything else kind of lining up that helps him uh, i'm gonna go ahead and take the chiefs to cover that minus three brooks what about you I'm still debating. Ooh, all right, Arlie, do you have your pick in? Oh, uh, man. Mm. Man, I, I have a lot of confidence in the Chiefs, but this does end up being a good matchup every time. Ooh. You know, I, I, uh, let's just go ahead and uh, we'll add one to the shot total. I'm gonna go charger side of this one. I think that the, uh, maybe there's a little bit of a little bit of an upset here in my opinion, and uh, I think the Chargers at home have a shot. Okay. All right, Brooks, you're on the clock. Shot clock's running. I think if the Chiefs clean it up, they limit their turnovers. Uh, this Chargers defense, while it's been a little bit better, is still not like a defense that completely makes me think they can stop this Chiefs offense. And like Dustin said, they've got their weapons kind of going, and it doesn't even have to be Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey. I think this is a huge game for them, and I think they got their swagger back, so I'm going with the Chiefs. Swagger back. Hmm. All right. I think that Raiders dancing in the middle of the end zone, like, that pissed was them dumb. off, and now they're just like, You're hey. The mediocre Raiders. Did you forget who we are? Yeah, all right. And now they're You're, kind of yeah, taunting, that. like, the – Basically, the team that's won the AFC the last three years and have owned mm-hmm. that division lately. <laughs> Moving on, no more Raiders talk. Patriots and Colts. This is our Saturday night football. Two really good teams. Colts, obviously running the ball well, like they have been. Patriots, well, they're back in that one seed. So, Arlie, where do you see this matchup going? To the one seed or to the running Colts? Oh, I think this goes with the one seed. Uh, I think that uh, I I do think that um, just New New England ha- has just kind of that a, a grip or like a feel. Like everybody's just scared of Bill in the AFC. Yeah, New England's coming off a of bye week as well. They had that stupid week fourteen bye week. Yeah. So 
No, I, I definitely think uh, New England. New England's gonna not run away with this one, but control this one, uh, which is which is what Bill Belichick is is showing that he's the best in the league at. Uh, I mean, Mac Jones, not not the most impressive QB, but he's doing exactly what Bill needs, which is just basically don't screw up and mm-hmm. and 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 run out the clock. And I think they're gonna try and keep this out of Carson Wentz's hands, out of out of uh, out of Taylor's hands, and and just let let their offense run this clock down and beat them by three to 10 points. Yep. Brooks, do you agree with that kind of analysis on it? Yeah, I I think this is definitely a game that like if the Patriots are to be reckoned with as a potential Super Bowl contender, this is the game that they go in and handle, right? That we always talk about Belichick makes average quarterbacks look like garbage. And Carson Wentz is one of those types of quarterbacks that he can turn into looking like, how is this guy a starter in the league? Uh, but I also have really liked what I've seen from the Colts recently. Like I, like they're what four out of their last five games right. they've won. They've been, it seems like they figured out their offense. They've got the best running back that's healthy right now in the NFL. And you know, they're, they're not, putting too much on Carson Wentz's plate. So I really like what they've done. And I think like for them, this is a game that I'm looking for them to win at home against a Patriots team that we know they got a great defense, but can they stop the run and make Mac Jones have to beat them? I think that's the key for them. And if they can do that, I think they have a chance of winning this one. Um, But, you know, it's a game that I think really once we see it play out, I'll be able to kind of say, hey, the Colts are a legit playoff contender or, hey, the Patriots are a Super Bowl type of team. While I think they could, I just don't believe in Mac Jones enough yet to put them over the top. Yeah. Yeah, Belichick's 15-6 and six coming off a of bye, so I'll pretty much buy that every time. Uh, yes, the Colts are looking good, but Belichick and the Patriots are just looking better as a better version of the Colts, kind of, so... I'll take Patriots in that one. Maybe not in, in easy. Think game. about an offensive coordinator who handled Bill Belichick pretty well, Frank Wright, in that Super Bowl with the Eagles, who was supposed to have Carson Wentz. But so I don't know. Yeah. I kind of this is a I'm picking the Colts in this one. Okay. Um, next game up is going to be Ravens and Packers. The Ravens. Man, you just got to declare them as the injury team of the year. You know, there's always one of those good teams that doesn't make it because of injuries or just stupid crazy. Ravens are that this year. They can't keep a running back healthy. Can't keep Lamar healthy. I mean, hardly anybody can stay healthy on that team. It's, I mean, it's demoralizing, but, you know, everybody goes through it. And Packers haven't had a great injury season either. You know, but they've still been able to win games. Um, the Packers, I just have more faith in Aaron Rodgers than the Ravens' backup quarterback at this yep. point. Um, Ari, do you agree with that? Yeah, and, and and what we're looking at here is kind of the result of uh, – how do I put it? Like, this is the result of whenever your football team has to rely on hero football, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> their success is all based on how much Lamar Jackson can shine. On the on the rushing side of the yeah. on the passing, um, it, it's it's all based around how much he can shine. 
and we saw that uh, I, uh, to a lesser degree with 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 Vince Young and and uh, with uh, RG three and and a lot of these kind of quarterbacks that are kind of their team was dependent on them playing hero ball, and it's gonna have a good couple of years. Every single time, you know, it's a change in the offense. Uh, but here's the end up and all be all of it is your quarterback who is should be if if he's gonna be good for the long haul. Uh, taking way more hits than he should be. And it's just one one bad move, one bad cut away from an injury, and you're out your hero. And so I, I, I'm, I don't think that they're done. Uh, I, I still think that uh, if he has a chance at coming back, which I'm not yeah, sure. He, he's gonna he be, might only be out a couple weeks. Yeah. And it's just a low-grade ankle or a low ankle sprain, so he might only be out two weeks. But should get back. But but that's that's kind of my my take with these Ravens. It's just they they they've used Lamar Jackson too hard and too much, and and here's the end result. And Packers are rolling. Uh, I I I still sincerely regret and and will 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 continue to for the rest of the season to Brooks about about my 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 Rogers harassment uh, because yeah. ten and three, good God, and and. I, I really thought he was going to be lazy as fuck this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I think some of that criticism on Lamar. I don't. I feel like this year more than others, he's had to play hero ball because they have lost so many dudes. They lost all their running backs. They've lost offensive linemen. They keep losing dudes on defense. So he's having to do it more than he's had in the past. Last year he sure. didn't have to play hero ball because they had really good running backs around him. They. You know, sure, they kind of lack in the receiver department, but he's got a really good tight end in Mark Andrews. And, you know, they have a really well-coached team. They were able to stay and hang in that game with the Browns, who after Lamar got hurt, should have just blown him out. But, you know, that kind of maybe speaks to where the Browns are at more than where the Ravens are. But um, but this team against Aaron Rodgers, I just don't feel like they have a shot. Like Aaron Rodgers and this Packer team is just on kind of one of those teams that's on its other level. They're one of the few teams in the NFL that you get kind of what you expect out of them almost every single week. And so they're just kind of at that point. Meanwhile, the Ravens are trying to, you know, maintain a spot at the top of their division uh, while suffering injury after injury. So it's just the season from hell from them. And you kind of got to commend them for, you know, hanging around as long as they have. Um, yeah. you know, a lot of us didn't expect them to be able to make it this far <laughs> with all the pieces that they lost, but, you know, at this point in the season and going up against this team, I just don't really see the hope for them. And, um, Rogers, despite having like a toe injury is still out here dealing. So, uh, they're just running into a buzzsaw. That's, that's yeah. the problem. Oh yeah. So I'm actually intrigued about this next game. There are two. Um, just over 500 teams in the AFC, but I think we're kind of surprised that they are there. Bengals and Broncos, both hanging around their divisions. Both of them, I mean, want to get into the playoffs, both at seven and six. Do they want to get into the playoffs? (laughs) (laughs) They act like it some weeks. (laughs) So that's the thing. Who, Brooks, who do you think is going to show up this week? Who do, do you think? either these teams want to win or are going to be consistent enough to win and uh, pull this game out on my like power rankings of teams. I don't know what to expect each week from them. (laughs) 
Bengals are number one on that list. Yeah. And the yeah. Broncos probably fall like maybe number three or four. Oh, but the Bengals are the team that I just don't trust them at all. Yeah. Like last week, I thought, you know, hey, this is a big chance for you to go beat the 49ers at home. You can't win that one. They win, you know, they win games that I think they have no chance at winning. They lose games where I'm like, hey, if you want to be a contender, this is a game you got to win. I just, I, I've lost all like Ooh. hope and figuring out what to expect from them. So obviously they will go in and win in Denver this weekend. Right. Or uh, but, I don't know. Denver's pretty solid sometimes. So, Denver's solid, but the Bengals have a pretty solid defense. They have a solid run defense and that's how the Broncos want to beat you on the ground. And so I think like what offense do I trust more? And, and for me, that's the Bengals. So I, you know, and I kind of want to see them make the playoffs. I want to see Burrow. And so, like, this is kind of just a, you know, personal, I hope that they win this one. Do I have any confidence in them doing it? No. But that's what right. I want. Really, do, you have, do you have confidence in any of these teams or anybody on these teams that might help them? Uh, I I kind of – I got to steal Brooks's first thing here, which is I want to see Joe Burrow in the playoffs. Yeah. And so I, I hope they win. Uh, that couch – photo of burrow with the cigar uh after the natty uh, is one of like just i i would put that as a screensaver like that's that's just how like iconic that is to like anybody that's remotely a fan of lsu i i i I think the only credit that i do want to give the broncos here is their their the strength of opponents that they're beating so pittsburgh kind of tends to beat themselves uh las vegas will tend to beat themselves uh, Bengals, that, that was their two most recent wins. The last three wins for uh, Broncos, one of them is the Chargers. Pretty good team this year. And yeah. the other one being the Cowboys, uh, but they were kind of in a weird spot that week. But still, you, you got you to gotta give them credit for beating the Cowboys. And so you got to give them like a little bit of a tip of the hat here. I, I, if I were to straight up pick this game, I'd, I'd have to give it to Broncos at mile high. Um, just okay. because of just the just the difficulty of their wins in the last uh, five weeks. Yeah, honestly, I mean the Bengals have done better than expected for this year. I couldn't find their expected win total um, from preseason, but they got to be over that by now with seven wins. Pretty oh, sure yeah. it was like six, um, five or yeah. six. It was but like honestly, six, and I, we all took the under. So, <laughs> oh, job everybody. <laughs> that, was, that was fair. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I know they're on a two-game losing streak. I kind of like the Bengals to almost win this division by the end of the year. With the with the beat-up Ravens, the Browns obviously are on COVID week and are, you know, you know they're yeah. not good. They're not as good as they should be. And the Steelers, man, they couldn't even beat the Lions. So, I mean, and yeah, the Bengals, they're very hot and cold, but – I kind of like them better than anybody else to maybe plot this division over the next four weeks. It's going to come down to that week 18 game, but Ooh. if they want to be on that track, they need to win this game and put the Broncos to bed. Basically. Um, you, you know, fun little stat here. Uh, Cincinnati highest points four out of their division. I noticed that too. I was looking at that. Yeah. Plus six they have like, difference. they have the most touchdowns in the whole NFL outside of the red zone. Uh, on the season, which is key. I was listening to a podcast today. I was saying Denver mm. has the best red zone defense. So, 
a lot of a lot of bombs to Jamar Chase in the future. I see. So, Hopefully. I think this is a really interesting <laughs> game, especially for the Bengals. Broncos, not so much. Yeah. Uh, last game to talk about the defending champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're a big time eleven point favorite against the New Orleans Saints. Really, I think the only reason we wanted to talk about this is because, like I mentioned in my uh, Tom Brady comeback, was they are the Bucks are in in the running for that number one seed. I mean, they yep. can't take any games off right now, Mm-mm. and the Saints aren't out necessarily of the playoff picture either. There's a ton of teams at that seven and six, six and seven area, so they yep. they still have something to fight for, uh, even though they're playing quarterback roulette over there. Um, but you're going to get your best shot at the Bucks, And of course there's been like a Bucks saints rivalry over the last couple years, especially last year when it got started mm-hmm. Brady and that blowout. But um, Brooks, how do you feel about this game? Yeah. I'm looking at that spread. And I'm like, man, that's kind of high for this series. Points. I think it's, it's a lot of points, but the saints for whatever reason, since Tom Brady has got to Tampa Bay have just like had their number. Yep. Like during the regular season, they're undefeated against them in the regular season. They make him look mortal while all these other teams like the bills last week are giving up 300 yards to Tom Brady, but the saints for whatever reason, just have his number defensively. And maybe it's not really his number or just, they have this whole team's number, but that's why I think it's a little too high. It's a division matchup. It's rivalry. The Saints have played him close every single time, even in that playoff game. And, you know, it came down to the wire. So I just have a hard time believing that this one's just going to be a complete Tampa Bay domination. Good point. But um, Which is why I kind of wanted to talk about this one, is I, I just feel like it should be closer than that. But at the yeah. same time, I could totally see Tom Brady – Finally, want and just like let's kick these motherfuckers' ass. <laughs> like I'm tired of losing to them. Let's just go out there and hand them a big ass loss. So that you know, maybe that's why it's at 11. They're like, Arlie, he's tired of are you feeling? Closer blowout. Uh, if we get last week's fisticuff Tom Brady out there, uh, then 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 this is gonna end up blowout. Athlete Tom Brady. He he was running. Are you kidding me? He, he was he was throwing hands at freaking defensive linemen like oh, like. They can't stop him from running. He's a uh, running. I loved it. I mean, I loved it. But he he's he an, hates the Bills. Apparently, like like this yeah, is just passionate. I want to punch all of you in the face and uh oh god. He, did you see his little uh his little little uh, tweet thing or whatever that he put out replying to whoever oh, was yeah. calling his game. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, yeah, well, you know, I can still still got it, I can still run. I think I I I I do think Oh, man, see these Saints though. That was one of their two one of their three losses. It's hard to say that, but they're perfect at home. You know what? No, I I think Tom Brady's still on a rampage. I I, I think that he's going to keep fighting for this one. I think that they blow this one out just to make a statement. Uh but not only that, to kind of, you know, dot dot the the I's and cross the T's. And yeah. and let let the rest of this uh, NFC know that that they're they're going to be the number one seed for this uh, for this playoffs. That's what I kind of lean more towards. Is Thomas making sure that locker room is tightening shit up? Like, hey, we need to win every game we can at this point. Like, we we're not that hurt. COVID's not running through our locker room. You know, we don't want to go to Green Bay in the end of January. <laughs> like. 
Yeah. He's going to want that home field advantage. Uh, he's going to tighten things up. That's when Tom Brady teams always tighten it up. Yeah, they're, they're perfect at home. So, I mean, you, you got to kind of give them some yeah. credit for that, too. All right, last game. We're not going to recap this one because it kind of sucks. <laughs> but yep. we wanted to do a shot bet the NFL Monday night game. Bears playing at the Vikings. Vikings are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Obviously, if you didn't see last week, Dalvin Cook on Thursday night with a bum shoulder ran all over. Um, it was almost embarrassing for that defense to watch. Kind of shitty on the NFL to also put the Bears on Sunday night back football last week Golly. and Monday night football this week. Like, Jesus Christ, why are y'all doing this? To this? Why are you trying to kill us? <laughs> and, and us. And us. I just, so, Vikings three-and-a-half point favorite. Brooks, where are you going? Pass. <laughs> pass. You cannot pass. You're up first on this one. You passed the last one. I got it. Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> that was great. Not really ever, good take. Not ever putting a shot bet on Matt Nagy. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with that. Uh, Vi- Vikings. I mean, easy pick here. Uh, this is this is a developmental year for Justin Fields, and and yeah, N- N- Nagy's he's uh, he he needs to be out the door if he's not already. Yeah, I mean, I'm going Vikings too. It's pretty easy. I'll uh, I'll put a little uh, at Jillian going with the Bears just to throw in, <laughs> in the tweet. You hear that, Jillian? Your Bears suck. <laughs> Funny, I'm texting her right hey, now. Hey, but how about about Jakeem though? Last week, hell yeah, yeah. two tutties for the Jakeem. All over the right highlight reel. That was nice, but I'm That's sure it's interesting was... until Matt Nagy started like coaching again <laughs> yeah. so, all right last couple things yeah i kind of mentioned it during our uh recap of some stuff covid's flying through a lot of nfl locker rooms i know last week the chargers had a big case of it this week the it's like seven teams yeah there's a lot of teams like the rams are getting some the browns have gotten browns. some uh those are washington two football team football team yeah those are a couple that come to my mind right away um what that means for your team and your fantasy uh, playoffs. That kind of sucks if you have some of those guys that you – And a lot of them aren't – like Tyler Higby, the Rams tight end, his was a false positive. Like they're just they, – they said they're going to ramp up the testing after yep. Thanksgiving, and they have, and so there's positives everywhere. But a lot of these dudes are turned out they're vaxxed, they're boosted, and they don't have any symptoms. And so – Yeah. But it, it's it, – and the NFL has kind of come out and said they're going to look at maybe adjusting yeah, they need to. some protocols they need to. for guys that are vaxxed and super yeah. vaxxed. And if they're asymptomatic, they can do this, these things and not, you know, more. They can basically do everything if they're super vaxxed up and yeah. asymptomatic and, you know. They got to do something. Like a, these yeah. these are the most important games of the season right yeah. here. And like for the Browns who are trying to make a playoff spot to have guys on your team. Yeah, they pretty like much only have. Stuff. They pretty much only have. Uh, oh shoot, I forgot his name already. <laughs> They're like running Mayfield. Back. No, he's out too. 
<laughs> oh, I thought you were saying like all that they're Nick missing. Chubb. Is Baker yeah. Mayfield. Chubb's about the only offensive guy they have out there this week. And so yeah. that's not going to work out well. And then they're in the playoff they're... hunt. So that's like, yeah. that's unfortunate for them. And like a lot of their players, I'm, you know, I've listened to Levitard's show. Mike Ryan's a huge Browns fan. He's real connected. And he's like, all of them are asymptomatic. Yeah. And most of them are boosted and have the vaccination. So he's like, why? Like, why are these guys not allowed to, you know, go out there and play? This it yeah, they're asymptomatic. Yeah, if they have symptoms and are going through it, okay. Well, obviously, yeah. take them out. But I don't know. Moving Tough on, situation. One more, guy, one more big guy that's hurt uh, for the Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh. Basically, put him on the shelf for the next four or five weeks, depending on where they end up in the playoffs. But yep. Trying to heal up a hamstring, and if we know anything about NFL guys and hamstrings, those don't really heal very well, especially for bigger and explosive players. So hopefully he can get that healed over the next month because it's kind of a shame if the Cardinals do make it and then they don't have their best weapon in the playoffs. You never like to see teams go to the playoffs and then not have some of their best guys and get knocked yeah. out because of that. By that point, you yeah. want everybody to be of full strength and fight it out as, as who they are, so – Hope he is, gets back well. Is it is it like possible for me to like root on the Cardinals and not Cliff? No, you already have two teams, Arley. I know, but it's yeah. just like You're the Texans and the and the Jags. You both are both. Next. Look at this. Look 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 on the screen. Look, you see yeah, the two you E's. Root. Yeah, so no. you shouldn't root for them because they're just going to start sucking as soon as yeah, you do. Yeah, you're that. right. You're right. You're right. No, no moving on like, to they the got, they got, stuff. They got D Hop and fucking Watt. So I don't know. I just I, I'd like to see both hurt. Week fourteen results. Brooks received a three and a half or three point help from the wheel. He somehow wanted to take the Lions. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. How well, as we were talking about before the show, and as you mentioned in your recap, blowouts galore this Blowout week. Blowout city. <laughs> no matter where I would have used that three points, I think I would have still have lost. So True. Speaking of blowouts, I had the Chiefs minus nine and a half, and oh. they destroyed the Raiders. Oh, man. I called that one. I said, this is going to be the Chiefs coming out party. They're going to blow out the Raiders, and they goddamn did. And then Arlie, he got probably one of the worst wheel spots there is, New York, uh, New York. Losers. Losers. <laughs> Loser's wheel sucks. Second time we've hit New York, New York, and he picked the Giants ten and a half. The the, basically, seven. either one, either one would have been a shit pick. So, so I was, there, there was no an automatic there. loss. <laughs> so I am the only one to the winner's wheel, and then we will go Arlie and Brooks on the loser's wheel in that order. So Arlie, go ahead and pull up a uh, winner's wheel for me. Yeah, yeah, I got it. And uh, I'm ready to spin when you are, man. All right, here we go. Going in three, two, one. Get my board pulled up while that wheel is spinning. Love that sound. Love that sound. Tick, 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 tick. That's a lot of teaser. Ooh. Oh, baby. Seven. God damn it. Oh, oh damn. Holy smokes. A full touchdown tease. I do believe this is the biggest tease we've ever hit on the wheel. I think I got days. one. Did I get one of these? We've had some three. No, we've had a six. Oh, that's what it was. Had. We have not had a full oh, touchdown T. So I, I still got to pick a, a three and a half. So those not eligibles are still not there for me. I'm looking on the screen. But I could put a seven point. Like if I pick the Panthers, that's an 18. 
Brooks would probably pick the Lions at 19 and a half. I'm done with them. <laughs> <laughs> Those are just examples. Just examples. They don't exist to me anymore. I'm like, what is that um, blue square there? That light blue square. What is that team? Uh, <laughs> Dead. I, I mean, I love that seven points, and I, I don't want to go away from already who was my favorite pick here. I'm going to go with a football team. I already liked their plus seven, which doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, COVID. Are there any, are there any injuries? They have, like, they have COVID going on? They have COVID going on. They don't have a defensive oh, line. Oh, hold on. I think Heineke's out, too. Oh, there you go. Hold on. Stay right there early. Oh, yeah. COVID. Big COVID. All right. So, they're out. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, because oh. it was like a – Shoot. It was like a three and a half point spread yeah. at the beginning of the week and then it went up. Yeah. We have yeah. The, Arley, the Arley Bowl is this week. Texans Jags. Let's go. Oh. I'm going to watch. Bowl. I'll watch. Man, that changes everything. No wonder they're a seven point underdog. I don't, I don't like that. I think the Bills are going to blow them out. Giants suck. Man, this makes it <laughs> hard. Oh, I know oh. what I want now. I'm going to take – no, not you. Not you. The Lions? <laughs> <laughs> hey, the time I took the Lions is when they well, they didn't no, win. Apparently they well, didn't like you. Packers? No. I want the Falcons, nine and a half. Make that no. 16 and a half versus the 49ers. That's a good – Okay. Because, I mean, the Falcons surprisingly have been better than expected this year too. They're about a 500 team. I get the – Niners are kind of rolling, but give me 16 and a half points. Okay. Uh, I'm on a bye week, so (laughs) naturally in my playoffs, so naturally like Quirrell Patterson's probably going to go for about 200 yards this week. (laughs) Three touchdowns. All right. I think I'm next. So early loser's wheel is to you. I lock Uh, mine in. All right. And spinning three, two, one, go. Oh no. What do we got? What do we get? Reverse seven point T's. Oh fuck. Oh no. Okay, so this is the first time we've had a reverse T's, so on the reverse tees, you can take any underdog. It does not have to be a three-and-a-half-point dog. You can take a one-point dog. Um, it does have to be an underdog. So the other one I sent you that has all of the yeah, ones that, one. that are eligible, you can look at. Um, so the, all of those are available. The only one that you have to take an underdog on the reverse point tees is the uh, three-point. You can still have to take an under-three-and-a-half-point dog. But a six and a seven is enough to, like, where you're just probably going to get fucked if you have to add that. So, still got to try to give you a little bit of a chance. Oh, man. So, how's this work? Like, like use the Chiefs Chiefs minus three, Chargers plus three as an example for us. So, if uh, you add that reverse, now the Chargers have to win by four or more. Um, Washington football team would just have to win straight up. Um, Falcons would have to lose by less than two and a half. 
like see it, uh, you know, basically. You oh, just, okay. So it makes it. I got you. I yeah. Got you. So you're so making turns, seven a zero. Yeah, you're making their spreads less. You know, Ooh. so now the Panthers would have to lose by four or less. The I still got to pick a plus team, but now it makes it interesting. Yikes. Uh, let's see. That's a toughie. Yes. But you, so you basically want to pick a team that you think has a chance to just win the game outright. Uh, you know, I I like where you're already thinking. How do you know what I'm thinking? Uh, I see your little cursor. <laughs> what? Huh? The the, the huh? Bengals game? Yeah. 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 That's what I was yeah. kind of thinking. Just because if you oh, add that, yeah. you give them you give them a little bit of a point buffer. So we go four and a half Bengals. Is that correct, man? Five five and a half. Yeah. Uh, no Bengals go from minus four and a half. You got to count that half point. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do Bengals. Bengals. So Bengals as a four and a half point. They have to win Minus by more than four and a half points. Yeah. Right, possible. I like that one. I like it. That's possible. That's about as. I feel like that's. They're not gonna win. I, that's yeah, your, I mean. Uh, I have my whole thing planned out, and they're on my list of like if I get the reverse curse, basically. Like I, I don't, I don't trust the Patriots to win by by four points right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, seven point cheese makes it hard. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with the Bengals on that one. Yeah. All right. Too. Let's uh, let's see here. We're gonna change the view up. For Brooks. To the losers. Yes. To the losers. Uh, let's see. Come on down, Brooks. Come on down. Two. All right, here we go. All right, Brooks, can you see? I can see. All right, all right. I mean, but yes. Okay, going in three, two, one, go. Ah, shot. All right. Shot, 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 shot. And wow. still pick a three and a half. Convenient. <laughs> Convenient. I had a shot right here, so I'm just going to go ahead and. Nice. I'll take one with you. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So I still got to take an underdog. So. My top two options, I have the Jets plus 10 because I feel like the Dolphins are not a team that I trust with a 10-point spread. Or the Texans because I don't trust the Jaguars. The Arley Bowl. Take the Arley Bowl. Take the Arley Bowl. The A-Bowl. The A-Bowl. The Arley Bowl. And I think I am. I think I'm going to wish it because (laughs) – You're going to go back-to-back weeks of taking Lions – and yeah. Oof. I mean, I think I mean that's that should be a one point spread in my eyes. I, yeah, I was surprised that that's four in favor of the Jags. Like, can we just coin flip that? Like, well, let, let's look at what I'm eligible to take. I, I don't like while I think the Saints could keep it close. I don't really want to put my shot on Taysom Hill. No, nope. um, the Ravens. You know, I I don't believe in them. Nope. The Rams. Prove something Names to me last week. Dustin's already got the Falcons. Yep. COVID with the Washington football team. football team. 
Not gonna pick the Giants. Giants out. The Jets Lions out. Again. Lions out. Yeah, Michael Parsons is gonna freaking eat whoever's playing quarterback for the Giants. Panthers. Yeah, I think you actually out. are picking the best one left. So there's like two. I think the Bills are gonna blow out the Panthers. Like they yes, had two was, really yeah. close games. I think they're oh, yeah. off and gonna go off in this game. Well, that's that, that's what I was saying. Is like I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. And the Panthers that. suck. So it's like the two <laughs> best options are the plan on the Dolphins, like being the Dolphins and maybe like keeping that one close or the Texans and the Jaguars and just having the two worst teams play it out and see what happens. So I like that one more actually. And all the shit that's going on with the Jaguars gives me the confidence. Like, like their coach hates everybody. Everybody hates the coach. Just not a great situation. So, uh, what makes me believe that they're a four point favorite ever? Uh, so I'm riding with Davis mills and the Texans. All right. That game's right. going to come down to a field goal for sure. Probably. Arley, Arley, what's the, what's an emoji for the Texans? Over here? Uh, that'd be the poop emoji and a thumbs up. <laughs> we don't have a Texas flag. Horse. You know, that's the Colts. I don't Kings, know. Cowboy hat. Cowboys. Is there, is there a bull? Dude, that's technically their logo is technically a bull. A bull red and dude, red and blue. Oh, we have a bull. We have a bull. Good eye. Well, he's an ox. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think that's more accurate, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> a little bit of an ox this oh, year. Oh, because yeah, it'll they, be a fat bull. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. An ox, an ox is very slow moving. Work. A bull would actually, actually we do some will work. roll with it. And so, it. yeah, it is more accurate because mm-hmm. the Texans can't do work. The, 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 the Houston <laughs> ox. The Houston but this week they can. I believe right. in Davis Mills. <laughs> so to recap, recap some things. Harley's oh, going to recap our shot bets later for us. Yeah. Uh, our underdog picks. I got a seven point tease that I put on the Falcons. And so I got a 16 and a half over the 49ers there. Harley got the other seven point tease. <laughs> and he's got the Bengals minus four and a half over Broncos. And Brooks is going with the Arley Bowl. Texans plus four over the Jags. He just ended up with a shot. The wheel gave out. The wheel gave out. Hey, the yeah. wheel was fun today. The wheel was very. It was some more interesting ones. Yeah. We had a seven one way. We had a seven the other way. We had a shot. Man, we got Falcons, Bengals, Texans. That's our underdogs for the week. I've and got some other like. I've got some other loser wheel ideas that have popped since in my head. I've got a, a other wheel that decides like what underdog you have to take where I'll put on the wheel options, all the eligible <laughs> underdogs and you just have like to spin that. it whenever like one it gets, you're stuck with that one. So maybe next year we'll add on to it where there's less opportunity for regular picks and just more shit to fuck us up. <laughs> hey, that was the most entertaining wheel we've had since we've started this that was good yeah that was a good week my weeks chiefs no we got seven and seven and a shot Woo! let's go and and, and, you know it's it's suiting that we got seven and seven on this one all right so uh that does wrap up the nfl segment let's go ahead and just jump right into the next one uh pun intended this is the nba shotgun
All right, Brooks. So fill us in. What's going on in the NBA today? Well, last night, if you weren't paying attention, history was made. Golden State Warriors' Stephen Curry set the NBA three-point record for most three points made in a career, topping that of the former holder, Ray Allen, when he hit his 2,974 three at what better place than Madison Square Garden, the home of the New York Knicks, who are the team that fell right behind the Golden State Warriors in the draft that Stephen Curry got drafted in. So it was a great moment. The uh, arena was obviously hyped for it. Uh, you had Spike Lee there. Uh, I saw a photo that had like Pete Davidson off in a corner. Um, it was really cool. Steve, uh, Stefan was hyped. He got to go hug his dad, give his dad the game ball. He was emotional. Uh, his teammates, his coach, everybody was really excited for him. It was a really great moment. Um, and, you know, he's done this in 789 games. It took Ray Allen 1,300 games to get his record. So he's done it in 511 less games than it took Ray Allen. And, you know, it's the way the NBA has gone. And, of course, you have the assholes out there that want to be like, oh, in this day and age, that record doesn't matter. If it was in the 90s, he would have never done this. And, you know, fuck those people Stupid. for being losers who don't appreciate this. You know why offense is the way it is now? It's because of Stephen Curry. Exactly. It's because of the Golden State Warriors. They initiated this three-point era. Like, Steph Curry, Mark Jackson, when he was still their coach before he got fired and went back to TV, said this was the greatest shooting backcourt ever. And now everybody was like, oh, come on. Well, turns out he was right. Steph Curry is the undisputed best shooter to ever play basketball. And he's changed the game. And there's not a lot of players you can say that about. I, I wouldn't even put LeBron in that category. I don't mm -hmm. think he changed the game because he's just an athletic specimen at his size. Steph Curry, undersized, figured out, hey, let's get better at shooting the shot that counts more than the other shots. And I'm just going to be amazing at it. And I'm going to hit 10 of them a game and you're not going to be able to stop me. And I'm going to break this record in half the time it took <laughs> Ray Allen to do it. And it's incredible. And it's a, it's a history that should be appreciated. And he, if he keeps doing what he's doing is on pace to maybe hit 5,000 threes for his career. And it's probably a record that might, that will probably never get un, like touched yep. or even got close to uh, just the way he shoots it. So Really impressive from him. Really happy for him. I've been an, enjoying his post-Kevin Durant Warriors seasons a lot. This yeah. one's been fun for him. He's the MVP uh, favorite right now, Arlie. Any thoughts on his record-setting performance last night and what it means for his legacy and the NBA? Uh, you, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, and, and the main point being, Steph changed the game. Uh, he, yeah. he didn't adapt to this new era. He's the reason for this new era. And so you gotta, you gotta, th this is, this is him making, making the league and making every sort of NBA critic out there, put respect on his name as, as if, if they didn't already have it, which there should have been no reason not to. 
Uh, yeah. But uh, no, to say he wouldn't do this in previous eras is horseshit. Uh, the LeBron, arguably second greatest basketball player of all time, but that's an overall thing. Uh, Steph is is the best behind the arc, and this is why. I uh, I can't wait to see how far this goes. I'd love to see that five thousand mark because you know that's going to be a, a long. Yeah. Like, that's going to be up there in the Raptors with Wilt Chamberlain's hundred point game. Like it's never going to be done again. Like it's just not. Yeah, it's, it's it's not the volume he takes him at, the consistency he hits him at. It's impressive, and I was like listening to a podcast talk about it today, and they were like, "How many guys can you name like that?" you're you see a tweet and it's like oh Steph's going off and you're like I gotta get to a TV now like there's not a lot of other guys like that where mm-hmm. you're like oh Steph's hit four threes and it's five minutes into the game and you're like oh fuck I gotta watch this shit <laughs> like he's probably gonna hit 15 threes it, it, it's just been an incredible player Dustin uh, you're back what it, like what do you got on this Steph record yeah like you said it's gonna, gonna go down as one of the most amazing records of all time one of the most unbreakable records I heard on the ESPN NBA show the other day that they were saying, I mean, currently playing right now, Trey Young's the only guy that could maybe touch it just because of the volume he shoots at. But they were like, that's it right now. Like if there's somebody else that's going to break it, he's not even playing yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that's how unrealistic this is. And like Trey Young's not the shooter that, uh, no. He is or ever or was so like he's got to be way better than what he ever was it's like how crazy it is and he's also one of the most likable and fun players the nba has ever had and and also he just he didn't only change the game by how he played but how he looks changed the game too because kids can look at him yeah. as i mean sure he's six three or six four but they see him as a small dude on the court and they're like hey i could do that they can't look at LeBron and be like, well, he's just a massive tank. I'm never going to be that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so like, Real, it's, it's, cool it's to realistic. It's realistic, yeah, it's realistic to kids. Yeah. And so it's, it's a lot and it's really cool. So, I mean, obviously one of the best records to get broken and set by a really cool and good dude. I mean, he's going to go off for more. I mean, you said 5,000 could be the mark. That's ridiculous. That's awesome. Yeah. And there's a lot of cool stuff. If y'all not, if you're an NBA fan and you're not following Kurt Goldsby on, on Twitter, I would recommend you doing it. He does really cool graphics. And there was a graphic last night that was posted on Twitter of just every single three from every uh, year oh, yeah. of Steph's career. And it was just like this awesome thing where you just all coming from all over the court. And then every now and then you'd have just one coming from behind the graphic that's going in because he has those ridiculous like end of, end of uh, the quarter, end of halftime threes that he can bury from all over. And on the picture, there yeah, one of the are shots a couple dots even... that are up by the lettering at yeah. the top of the thing. Yeah, I, I quote tweeted wow. and I said, it's ridiculous because there's like two that aren't even in the graphic. Yeah. Arlie, do you have any any other comments you want to add? or? Uh, no, I mean, uh, you, you kind of touched base a little bit on, on, on the attention that he draws and like to, to to put that into perspective, LeBron could be on a 50 or 60 point burner. And I would, if, if both were going on simultaneously, I'd probably still want to watch Steph Curry. Like I, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't yeah, know. I, 
it definitely has ex- an excitement factor to it. He's definitely a showman, and um, but it's really cool. Uh, you don't have records get broken like this very often, so no. uh, pretty yeah. historic night. And for it to happen at the Garden again was just uh, you couldn't have scripted it any better. Uh, there is a guy who works for the Ringer. His name's Zach Cram. He does a lot of stats and info for them. And he he tweeted out at the beginning of the year. He's like, if Curry shoots at his pace, he should break it on this date. And he <laughs> had last night, and he was like, you know, bump, you know, so kind of cool. Um, but other, we have a couple other little things to hit oh. real quick. Uh, uh, a highly touted player who has not played at all this season because uh, of a foot injury and has had a setback in his rehab. And that is Zion Williamson, the guy who was supposed to come and claim LeBron's throne, you know, the next big thing. And so far through his career, we have not seen a whole lot of Zion last year when we did, he was pretty incredible on a losing team, but there's reports that he weighs like 330 plus pounds. Uh, he has had multiple setbacks in his rehab things aren't looking bright for the what was supposed to be the bright future for the Pelicans. And now they're one of the worst teams in the NBA. Their star seemingly has no return in sight. Dustin, your thoughts on, we kind of mentioned it last week when we talked about Luca, but your thoughts on Zion right now and, and this situation, the Pelicans have found themselves in. Yeah. Unlike Luca's deal, his is just maturity and, figure out how to be an NBA player and an adult. Zion actually has, like, body guess, problems. Yeah. Like, he was just built as a bigger dude, bigger player, and has a ton of explosiveness. That over, like, the history that we've seen with those kind of players, it's not a good mix. And, I mean, just from what I've been looking at the last few days, I can't help but think – I'm getting big Greg Oden vibes from this. I was going to say that. Ooh. Damn it. It's oh, okay. <laughs> I'm getting big Greg Oden vibes from yep. this. Really good big man. And then he starts to get foot problems and foot problems lead to leg problems. And leg problems lead to other leg problems. And then that leads to back to the other foot. The, and then that leads to China. <laughs> the, or the another dudes with, with lower body extremity. Injuries usually does not go well. Um, yeah. I get that he's still really young, and we have a lot better medical and rehab technology and advancements, but the fact that, I mean, he's like 20 years old and 300 pounds, and there's no way he's going to be as explosive and whatnot. Like, he can't condition. He can't get in basketball. Like, I think they should sit him for the rest of the year and avoid any yeah. other further setbacks and aim for 22 um, and aim for not him being Greg Oden at this point. Cause like, that's what they're staring at in the face, even if they don't want to realize it. Yeah. Yeah. Arlie, um, what are your thoughts? So the Pelicans are tanking right now. They're probably not going, I mean, they're definitely not going to make the playoffs with this roster. Do you think it's best to just rest him, get ready for next year, make sure everything comes back healthy and try to get a better draft pick or, do you try to get him some minutes this year just to see what <laughs> see what he looks like? Absolutely not. No, you put the you chalk this year up to a wash. It is what it is. Um, but in in the 
in the end, you're hoping that this doesn't end up like a Greg Oden thing. I was going to say that, and I felt robbed because I was like, oh, my God, this is just such that vibe. Like him, maybe, a, like, like no, Derek Rose, even though he's injury prone, still had a lot more. It's a mix of those two, but yeah. yeah but, you know, but, but Derek Rose is kind of on that oh, list yeah. for me, too. Like, he's, but, but Derek Rose has put more time on the court, actually. Yeah. Right, uh, right. But. Won an MVP. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I don't, I, I don't quite put Derrick Rose in that, like, like population of NBA players just yet. But I, he's Zion Williamson though. If you can rehab him, if you can get him healthy, if you can get, force him to get his weight, like if you make that part of his contract somehow, like where you got to stay under a certain blah 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 pounds, and, and he's healthy, which I think is part of his joint issues, like. I I I I can feel like they could build around him again, but he is talented yeah. enough when healthy, and he's he's attention drawing enough to bring more people in the stands, sell some tickets. Like uh, I I was so hyped for him, and until he like did that whole shoe blowout thing, and I'm like, uh, this this is gonna be a rough couple of couple of years for him. Yeah, he he definitely needs to get under control. Uh, but we have seen when he is playing, like he he is a very good player. Now, does the organization have the ability to create a team that's going to be able to play around him? That remains to be seen. But he's definitely got a lot to work on to get back to being healthy and back to being a NBA player who can make an impact and not uh, a Greg Oden who we just remember as the potential and, you know, never living up to it. Last little bit of thing is as we kind of talked about in the NFL, there are a lot of COVID issues going on in the NBA as well. You know, both leagues ramped up the testing after the holiday break, and I'm sure they will uh, with Christmas and new year's right around the corner, but you have multiple teams um, missing a lot of players. The bulls basically have like nobody left on their team. Games are having to be postponed. Yes. I think the Lakers flew in today to play this Dallas game because of some COVID outbreaks that they're having. So it just seems like every day you get on Twitter and there's a, this person's in COVID protocols, this person's in COVID protocols, that person is. So it's kind of something to monitor as the uh, NBA season continues and as all these professional leagues continue with what's going on in the world right now. But other than that, that's kind of where we're at in the NBA. And uh We'll catch you next week with hopefully some more news. Nice. My bad. I'm going to need to edit that out. Whoops. I, I, I don't know. I was trying to not cut you off there. Uh, no, a little bit more to talk about in the NBA segment this week. Uh, definitely always um, want that out of the NBA since uh, since regular season is kind of a little bit tough tougher to talk about until we kind of start getting near the end and seeing who's kind of going to hit these little bubble spots and stuff. Uh, but uh, we're going to kind of start winding down the episode and kick this over to shot bits. All right, so last week's shot bets. First shot bet was the Bills versus the Bucks. Bucks being a three and a half point favorite. Tom Brady uh, connected with Permian in the in the OT to give Bucks the win and the cover, and so we all ended up actually taking the dub on that one. Um, obviously, definitely big time fun game. We almost had 
one of our own segments renamed after the comeback here. We were hoping for it, but didn't end up happening. Second shot bet that we had was Rams versus the Cardinals. Cardinals being a two-point favorite. And Rams getting the touchdown victory over the Cardinals to give Dustin the shot bet victory. Uh, me and Brooks taking the loss, adding to the shot bet totals, unfortunately. Uh, first shot bet for this week, though, was the Chiefs and a three-and-a-half-point favorite versus the Chargers. Chargers at home. And uh, Brooks and Dustin both taking the Chargers, or taking the Chiefs. Me, I took the Chargers on this one on a whim. Uh, we're going to see. Hopefully, the Chiefs can hold up. And uh, I, I, we all love seeing Pat Mahomes doing well. Uh, but uh, we'll have these posted out for you guys later this evening. I believe that's a Thursday night game, if I'm not mistaken, though, right? Yeah, we'll get it yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll have the votes out for you guys if you're listening live by, by tomorrow. Or if you were listening to the podcast yesterday and you missed it already and you suck. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we love you. Just kidding. We love you. Uh, next game that we got is Vikings. Shot bet number two. Monday Night Football. Vikings. Three and a half point favorite over the Bears. And we clean swept the Vikings. Jillian being the only one to choose the Bears this week. Not sure why she did that. Not a smart bet. But we'll let her let her uh, kind of make her choices in life. And that's not. we're not going to judge her for it. We love you. Um, that is uh, shot bets for this week. I'm up to... A whopping 18. Brooks is back down to zero after he just took his one earlier. And are you taking a like a, a, a victory, I got, I got, I got victory a shot lap? Off, I got a shot off the wheel. Oh, that's um, true. Yep. And so I had a shot that I owed. So now I'm now back, back to down to zero. Dustin took one yeah. today. Yeah, just, He's down to one. So uh, yeah. I'm I'm probably gonna have like a little Twitter live feed or something, and I'm just gonna just basically just line up ten shots and. <laughs> go take a nap uh but uh that does wrap up the shot bets and the episode for this week so uh dustin final shot for the week final ode final comment what would you like to talk about today well i want to talk about your favorite football team damn it jackson jaguars and urban meyer it's a uh i think dumpster fire is too nice of a word to say yep. of how it's going for him and that organization <laughs> together. It's an insult to dumpster fires. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's just so much coming out every day and every week of that just not working out. I mean, he's starting to arguments and fights with veteran players that are known to be good guys. He looks like he's having a miserable time on the sidelines. Um, I saw a stat today that last year, um, Oh, what's his name from Washington State? I can't even remember his name at this point that they got rid of. Had had a better year than uh, what Trevor Lawrence is having. So there's that for you. I just don't see Urban Meyer making it to next year. I think after this year that the Jags and Urban Meyer decide like, hey, neither of us like this. <laughs> this isn't benefiting I mean, either of us. Little, little mutual. I don't think it's benefiting either of us. I think they both walk into the room and they're like, you cool with breaking yeah. up? M yeah, mutual cool breakup. Up. Mutual yeah, breakup. Yeah, all right. I'll talk to you later, and they just leave. Like I don't think this is they gonna both... last more than this year. <laughs> yeah, they uh, both like look at each other and like, what are you thinking? I don't know. What are you thinking? Let's say it at the same time. We should see other people. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then they, and then they I do just, that. Yep. I, I think our. Uh, Shot bet with Arlie and the Jags and Urban Meyer is going to be a one, Pretty safe. one short lived year. 
pretty safe. Oh, sorry, sorry for your preemptive loss, Harley. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I'm just calling you my Congrats. shot. Congrats on being like the one person that believed in them, though. You know, yeah. I, I was the I was the only person outside of Jacksonville that had any hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brooks. Final shot. What are you thinking for this week, man? Man, I thought I knew what Dustin's was gonna be. Uh, I thought it was gonna be Deion Sanders landing oh, the no. number one. That one was like fourth today, on the list, dude. <laughs> getting him to flip from Florida State. Oh yeah. To, wow, like just one of the craziest things that you'll ever see is a guy leaving the possibility of playing at a Power Five school, Florida State, and going to a HBCU to play. Uh, and then the reports coming out that he's gonna make. Uh, what roughly like three million dollars from Barstool, yeah. which is like another thing in itself is that you know Dion is a Barstool employee, right. and so being able to work for a company that can buy you players like just opens up Pandora's box in the NIL department. Uh, Pat McAfee, uh, do you do you want to hire Joey McGuire to work for <laughs> you since now you got a big ass deal? Uh, you know, it just seems like like all you got to do is work for a company that makes a lot of money and then they can just pay for players to go play at your school. Just kind of a, a weird situation, but interesting to watch develop. And of course, Florida state fans are pissed, which is just kind of funny to see that. But I mean, Hey, if the kids wanting to get money, he's going to go play football somewhere. Who cares where it is? I guess everybody mm -hmm. thought it would go to the power schools, but here's a little old HBCU with like $8 million in their athletic department getting a number one overall recruit over a school that has like $150 million in there. So kind of bizarre. Dude, I, I loved it. And I mean, I saw a couple of things today that, well, one, he's the first ever five-star athlete to go to a FCS school. And then, I mean, he can always, if this doesn't work out this year, he can always transfer to yeah, right, yeah. Alabama and he can play immediately because he's transferring up a level. Yep. So he's not really holding himself back. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, of course, all the old farts on Twitter are like, oh, so now you can just pay to get guys to come to your school? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's how it works. Like, Texas just paid $4 million. To yes. Also, Texas the paid fact that it's on top of the table and not under the table, don't yep. act like this wasn't happening before yeah. just because it's at Jackson State and not at Clemson now. Yeah. And, 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 and I do and, feel like mm. oh, my, my, my whole point was just like and, and it's 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 over fucking due for, for these players yeah. to get paid. Uh, how much money has oh, been yeah. made on their backs, on their on their injuries, on them breaking and risking their careers and necks for free? Like, oh, yeah, sorry. The college didn't charge you to go to their school, which was already running anyways with with or without you there. Like, nah, uh, uh, the, the, this is well overdue. Yeah. And as much as like it's going to kind of suck for some of these smaller schools sometimes, not all the time. Apparently I fucking love it. Fucking love this. Yeah. It's uh, I think this is definitely going to spark some NCAA. If there's a change to the NIL rules, I think this might be the thing that kind of gets that ball rolling. But, mm. and then what I was going to be my final shot before today was just Kevin James acting as Sean Payton in this new movie. Did y'all see that? No. See what? The <laughs> what? Kevin James is in a movie where he is Sean Payton, the head coach of the 
Saints during his time were out of the NFL because of uh, uh Yeah, I heard whatever. about the movie. I didn't know he was doing it. He, like, he, he is Sean Payton. No. He is, Sean Payton. Kevin, he is Kevin James <laughs> as Sean Payton. That's fat Sean Payton. That's fat Sean Payton. You see it? Hey, coach. Mr. Goodall is on the phone? Roger Goodall is on the phone. The commissioner. <laughs> he didn't say what his job was. Payton has been suspended for a full year. Sean, what are you doing here? Fat Sean Payton. Football. <laughs> it's ridiculous. This is going to be a real thing. Yeah, this is not. This is real. Oh my god! Especially after the Kurt Warner movie that's coming out that looks super good. They did a Kurt Warner life in football. We get fat Sean Payton. Sean Payton watching Kiwi. Oh my god! This is amazing. I'm down. January twenty eighth. All right. This is apparently a thing. Christ, that's amazing. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Austin Reeves just hit a game winner for the Lakers in overtime. Oh, did he get it? Lakers oh, yeah, over Mavs. Yeah, they, they had a they had a, a catch all uh, at the next tailgate. <laughs> it. All right, bye guys. No, I, I I don't really have anything special to talk about for my final shot. So, um, only last thing that we I do kind of want to mention. Is next week's recording, next week being Christmas, uh, or the week of Christmas, we will be recording on Tuesday evening instead of Wednesday. So uh, make sure you are paying attention to that. Uh, make sure you're over there ready to catch the podcast dropping. I'm going to try and get it out for everybody by Wednesday night, so that way y'all will have that to watch, or Wednesday afternoon if I can, uh, that way y'all have that to listen to. While you're on the way to go see your relatives or go see your family or where or uh, friends or wherever you're going for this holidays, um, but that does wrap up our episode. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and iTunes and hit us up on all the social media pages. Uh, but until next week, guys, until next Tuesday, we'll catch y'all later. Catch y'all at the next tailgate.